What's good, everyone? This week has been wild, but I have some amazing news. I'm going to BravoCon! Yes! Although it is kind of bittersweet because some of my besties didn't get tickets because the three-day tickets are sold out. But one-day tickets will be available on July 22nd. So I don't know if you're going to BravoCon or if you are planning to get tickets, hit me up because I'm thinking about throwing a party. A 420 friendly party. Today's guest is Kim from Bravo Breaking News on Instagram. And we're going to talk about the Jen Shaw of it all. Ultimate girls trip, my new obsession. Uh, Beverly Hills and Southern Charm. Before we chat with Kim, I just want to mention another green closet moment that I had this week. And then I'll give a quick recap of all the shows that aired on Bravo this week. So some of you may know that I have been working on launching my new podcast, Cannabis Mom Boss, where I interview people in the cannabis industry to learn how they got into the business and what their journey has been like coming out of the green closet. And the green closet is essentially when someone is not open about being a cannabis consumer of any kind, whether it's CBD, THC, if you smoke, you dab, maybe you eat it, maybe you use cream on your body. Whoa wild. Um, So this week I had a family therapy session for one of my kids because my daughter got caught stealing a Delta 8 vape pen from me. Now, some of you might judge me for even talking about this, but that's okay. The reason I want to be open about it is because I truly feel that I have not done anything wrong or negligent as a parent, and I don't think I will be the last parent to experience this type of situation. So I'll give a quick backstory. I've been a medical marijuana patient for years now, but it didn't come out out of the green closet to my daughter until about two years ago when she was around 10 years old. I decided at that point that actually it might be an advantage to tell her at age 10 because I could educate her on all the medicinal benefits and wellness benefits of the plant before her even hearing any false reefer madness type of stereotypes. In addition, I felt I could educate her on the origins of prohibition and how it stems from systemic racism, which aligns with one of her passions, which is BLM. So duh, makes sense, right? And she was on board with it. I explained to her, you know, where it's, you know, where prohibition started from. I had her watch a few documentaries. um, And I did tell her that this right now is for adult use and she is not to touch it or try it unless recommended by a, a doctor or until she's 21 pretty simple, right? Um, Well, obviously she didn't listen to me. So obviously the cell phone is gone for the summer. I had her write a reflection essay on why it's wrong to steal, why it's wrong to lie, why it's wrong to break the law. And I told her she's going to have to do a podcast episode with me to mention it all. 
on why she did what she did and what she has learned. And she's also going to therapy once a week. And we are putting together a whole daily routine for her so that she is using her day productively during the summer with things like self-improvement, journaling, training for softball, because that's one of her passions. And I told her, you know, if softball is your passion, you're not going to be able to play if you are lying, cheating, stealing, whatever, breaking laws. Like you're not, you can ruin your life by making mistakes like these. So I really wanted to stress, you know, all of these things to her. Also, when she's not doing her daily routine, she's going to be doing chores and being my intern for the whole summer. So there you have it. I'm not a perfect parent and I don't have perfect children, but I am doing my best and I will continue to do my very best for the best interests of my children. How many times can I say best? To be honest, I didn't even want to tell this story. I don't want random people calling child protective services on me. However, after interviewing a cannabis lawyer this morning, I can say with full certainty that by law, child protective services agencies cannot use THC as a sole means for negligence to be used against parents to, you know, take away their children or whatever. Meaning parents, you don't have to be afraid to admit you are a cannabis consumer anymore. Um, Also, let me just say that this is only for New York and New Jersey right now. Remember that this is all state by state. Always make sure to check with your local laws. But I do know, you know, it feels scary and I understand anyone who wants to remain in the green closet, but for those of you listening and know that you're not a bad parent or person for consuming weed, it's starting to become okay to come out now. So if you want to hear more and learn more, make sure you go sign up at CannabisMomBoss.com to be notified of the upcoming launch of the new podcast where you will hear and learn more about coming out of the green closet. All right, next I'm going to quickly recap the Bravo highlights of the week. On Sunday, we had Real Housewives of Atlanta. Kenya got drunk and I loved it. Uh, We had the Married to Med premiere. Nothing really stood out to me, um, but I'm going to watch anyways because they're hilarious. Eva was on Watch What Happens Live this week, and she said that all the ladies on Ultimate Girls Trip all had THC-infused ice cream, including Vicky, so I don't know what the big deal is. Anyways, Monday and Tuesday were kind of jumbled for me. Below Deck Med premiered and Below Deck Down Under premiered, I guess. I don't really know. I'm watching it on Peacock, so I don't know what's going on on Bravo, and it's very confusing because people actually ask me, like, what, where are the new shows or episodes? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm sorry. I, I believe everything's on Peacock first. I don't know what the Bravo schedule is, though. Sorry. Uh, Wednesday, the world stopped because Chloe and Tristan are having another baby. Um. I don't even know what to say, but But the topic of Kris Jenner's masterclass came up 
as people were posting about, you know, Chloe and Tristan on Wednesday, and I have a masterclass subscription and I've been keeping my eye out looking for this Kris Jenner masterclass to come out and it hasn't. And I mentioned that on, I think it was Ryan Bailey's Instagram. I mentioned, you know, like I haven't seen it. And then boom, Thursday, Kris Jenner releases her masterclass. I mean, that alone, the launch of that genius. I mean, kudos. Uh, This week on Real Housewives of Dubai, uh, Brooks is a super scary mommy. And that's not the kind of mom friend that I would probably hang out with. Too scary for me. And last but not least, I also want to mention that I dropped a bonus episode with Randy Wentworth from Snowflake Mountain on Netflix. He's amazing. Love him. He's a pro wrestler. I am a low-key wrestling fan. So make sure you go check it out and stay lit, fam. People function better when they're high. Hey, baby gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're going to get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything 420. So grab your can of goodies and let's get Welcome, lit. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Bravo and Blaze. We have a special guest, Kim from Bravo Breaking News. Welcome back, Kim. Thanks, Jenny. I'm so excited to be back. Oh my gosh. I am filled with emotion today. Bravo Con tickets just went on sale. They announced it on Monday, but then they had a pre-sale yesterday. We got our tickets. Am I allowed to say that? You're allowed to say that. We are officially going to BravoCon 2022. It's so exciting. Last episode, you and me manifested this. We We manifested BravoCon 2022. It hadn't been announced yet. We weren't sure if it was going to happen. And we did this. We We did did. it. Just everything. So oh my God, I love um, it. let's, let's manifest BravoCon 2022 yes, yes. and we will all be there. Dude, you are amazing. We are amazing. And I, <laughs> and I have to give you props because you messaged me about the pre-sale. I, well, I probably would have seen it, but I was a little bit, I probably would have been a little bit too late. So like I said, I owe my life to you, Jenny, <laughs> honestly, I owe you big time. <sighs> You don't owe me anything except for um, happiness and a good time at BravoCon. I'm so excited. What are you most looking forward to? Like, I don't even know. I'm just, I've been on this wave of emotions all week because of my FOMO. I, last year when they canceled it, I was having nightmares because it was getting close and they weren't announcing it. I don't know if you remember, like, I was like, why aren't they putting the tickets on sale? I was even looking around at hotels and venue spaces for a Bravo and Blaze event that I wanted to have, which now I'm like, okay, this is happening. Should I do it? I don't know. Uh, who's, who, would anyone even want to come? I don't know. So I'm just like, I've been up and down. And then also some of my friends didn't get tickets 
So I'm like super bummed about that. That's like actually probably the darkest cloud over this whole thing. Cause like, I don't know about you, but I've bond. I mean, I have with you too, but I've bonded with people over Bravo and it's like, it just has a special place in my heart. How are you feeling? I, I I'm feeling overwhelmed. I am just beyond excited. I think that this year's event is going to be somehow, some way, even better than 2019. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how that could even happen, but I, I'm confident it's going to be, but I, I feel too. you. I mean, this is like, this is worse than Coachella. I mean, people think that Coachella sells out quick. No, they, uh, Coachella has nothing yeah. on BravoCon. There, the tickets are gone, I guess. Um, it was like 12.04. My friend messaged me and said, no, no luck. And I felt I so awful. I was like, I feel like it's almost like I have um, some kind of guilt that I'm going to, or I don't know. It's then, But then I'm also like excited and thinking about my outfits already. Oh yeah. Same. I mean, the outfits, we've got to serve Luke's like Dorit, obviously. Um, but you know, if you guys didn't get tickets, um, don't worry, it's going to happen again next year and make sure you're following Bravo breaking news and Bravo blaze on Instagram, because we are going to give you the inside scoop behind the scenes, everything. BTS all the way. I actually, you know what? Anyone who's listening who is not going, if you want something specific, now is your chance. Let us know what you want. I know like I have Salt Lake City is my one of my favorite franchises. So that's going to be on my I'm going to be looking out for anything involving Salt Lake City, obviously. Um, Family Karma, I love. Uh, What else? Uh, I think I'm going to stay away from Southern Charm. I know you love Southern Charm, but I just feel like it's not healthy for me to go there. Oh <laughs> but, boy. Um, Vanderpump rules. Oh, I would totally go see any of those people. Um, obviously Shaw's, uh, who else, who are you looking forward to seeing? I hope that they do some panels around ultimate girls trip, you know, <gasps> ultimate girls trip didn't exist, um, in 2019 during that Bravo con. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to getting those women back together, kind of having them rehash, you know, their experience. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing a Dorinda versus Vicky. I'm looking forward to seeing a, you know, Taylor versus Brandy. Like I, I need to see that, you know, come full circle at BravoCon. Well, so it's interesting that you say that because I just posted about how addicted and obsessed I am over Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 2 specifically, totally different from one. I I can't even, you can't even really compare it. Like they had the same premise, but totally different. I think I went live with Dorinda the day that it premiered and I told her, I said, Dorinda, you made it nice. Like this is off the hook. You should be doing this every year. I manifested that shit with her. And now there's a blind going around saying that producers are talking about doing it every year, like a season with the same cast. That's the thing. The fans are totally in like um, cahoots. We need to make this 
like a regular thing. This cast has gone beyond any expectations imaginable. You know, when it was announced, obviously it's previous icons. It's some of the fan favorites that we don't get to see anymore, but the camaraderie and the kind of um, group dynamics go beyond anything that I ever thought was possible. I mean, it's just, I I, I don't know. I'm almost speechless. I know it's so good. And I mean, one thing, the the only downside for me is, I mean, the timing was bad for Vicky because she just literally got dumped very publicly. And like, I remember when that happened. Like, I, I remember where I was. Like, that's how big I was. I mean, yep. for us, you know. But um, her and Tamara, I think, are just too too like they're too clingy to each other they it's almost like a page and sierra like in the bed together kind of thing for summer house like you need to be more independent we need to see you having relationships with other people we already know your dynamic let's see it shine 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 like jackie would say from melbourne uh let's let it shine 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 in other ways that's just my my opinion no, totally. I mean, I feel like this, um, you know, I do kind of like how Tamara's branching out a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. she started off the season really anti-Brandy, and I feel like that they bonded um, over the course of the show, which I really like. And Brandy also bonded with Vicky in this season's or um, this week's episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, you know, they are they are and always will be this like Orange County kind of like duo, like yeah. I guess the Dos Amigos, at Dos Amigas, as you could say. Um, but well, Taylor could be their third because she lives in the OC now. What do you think about Taylor possibly starting in OC? You know, here are my thoughts on Taylor. I feel I love Taylor. She's been through a lot. She is probably one of the strongest housewives that we've seen um, throughout any franchise. However, I do feel like she's trying a little too hard. I mean, let's take it back to that dinner at the Red Lion Inn. Her bringing up, her bringing up Adrian's um, surrogacy. Uh, I I mean, I feel like that was a little um, reach, a little of a reach, a little out of place. Yep, there she is. See this. My kid, my kid saved up her like whatever school points they get in class to get this little sticker for me. Oh, they're giving Taylor those Armstrong. away in school now. Yeah, it's a Taylor Armstrong meme sticker. Love it. I mean, she is iconic. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I don't know if she's bringing enough to the group, in my opinion. Um, you know, I feel like her and Jill are probably the ones that I you know, love me some Jill Zarin, but you know, I need more from my housewives. I need conflict. I need drama. I need conversation. And those two are the weak links for me uh, on ultimate girls trip. What do you think? I did like, um, Taylor's best moment for me was with Eva, who is my favorite, of course, like perfect cannabis queen. Yeah. Perfect match soulmates some would even say I would say that but um the, I think that was Taylor's best moment I did like the finger wind up when she like kind of reenacted this moment and Brandy called her called her out on it in the confessional like I just love that so much and Brandy is fucking funny she is hilarious and I like her on the show 
I I like her dynamic in this group. Um, I agree. And that surprised me because, you know, like Brandy is a complete hot mess. I mean, the last time we saw her was obviously Beverly Hills with the Denise Richards, Richards of it all. And I mean, what do you that think just about left- Tamara's confession this week? So that was um, that was a headline that was going around for a little while, uh, maybe last year. And I took it with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. there was really no, um, you know, no proof. You never know with these yeah. headlines, but it coming straight out of Tamara's mouth that if you guys haven't seen this week's episode, go and watch it. But Tamara shares that Denise at the last BravoCon, speaking of, mm-hmm. hit on her. And sent her messages inviting her back to her room. Now, if I were Denise, I mean, Tamara is smoking hot. I mean, don't get me wrong. But I, I don't blame her for going after Tamara. But also, now Tamara is kind of, you know, throwing her under the bus. So yeah. it's not we don't only have Brandy doing it, but we have Tamara doing it. So, uh, I and mean, Denise- you can't help but believe them now. And also Denise recently has just like leaned into this OnlyFans thing because of her daughter. I feel like that's like, I don't know. I just feel like Denise, why not just, I hate to sound like Lisa Rinna, but own it. Like if you were a sexual person, what is wrong with that? There's nothing like she is a sex icon and it's almost like, like maybe there's some therapy needed like just own it like I don't understand what we're why we're beating around the bush when it comes to this like who cares she even did a movie where it was like groundbreaking for two women to kiss on screen like I don't get it what is this what is happening I agree with you 100% she needs to own it and at this point like I don't know why Tamara would just make that up out of nowhere it happened a long time ago like why would she bring it up if it you know wasn't true so at this point she needs to come clean I mean and you know everybody thinks Brandy was a liar and and making it up I don't know this this um this sets it straight for me I I'm I'm team Brandy on this one now yeah I didn't really care before and I was like even if it was true, like, I still don't care. Like, good for them. I, I really don't care. Like, it doesn't, oh, no. I don't judge them in any way other than them trying to, like, if anyone's trying to cover it up. And that's when it's like, why? Why are you trying to cover it up? Like, just no one cares. Why right. Care? I mean, I guess, you know, it was kind of brought up as um, it being an affair for Denise. Like, she cheated on her husband, uh, yeah, with Brandy. Part, yeah. So that's the only piece of it that I see um, her maybe wanting to hide. But yeah. it really, if you're marrying Denise Richards, as Aaron has, you should know what you're getting yourself into. Like you said, she's a sexual person. Like I almost feel like he should um, celebrate it and, and encourage yeah. her to, to, to do I it. I, I don't think he would um, try to hinder her that way. Now that you say that, now I'm like going to a dark place where I'm like, okay, maybe like that is who she is, but she has to hide it from her husband and like he would not be supportive and maybe she's scared of him. I don't know. Like that, 
makes me nervous. So let's move he, on. From he Judy. is an odd fellow. So yeah, yeah we'll leave it there. Me. He does scare me. I hope they don't go to BravoCon or listen to this. Anyway, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> so other huge news, Jen Shaw pleaded guilty this week. Uh, WTF. What do you think? Wow. 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 All I have to say is waking up on a Monday morning to that news sent me on a spiral that I'm still not, I haven't come down from. I mean, (laughs) it's just, it's shocking. (laughs) S-H-A-H King because of how she defended herself so strongly last season. She was going to fight to the death. She was going to ensure that she stood up for all of the wrongfully convicted criminals. And now we see that she has pled guilty. However, there is another side to this. You know, obviously, if you take a plea deal, that can reduce your sentence. So, you know, it's been talked, and I'm sure this crossed your mind too, about how if she were to stand trial and were to be found guilty, um, you know, her maximum sentence was 40, 50 years. So taking a lesser sentence um, for a guilty plea could also be her, you know, her strategy here. Um, And who knows, she hasn't spoken out, but she could still um, be confident in her innocence socially, just when it comes to the justice system, she's pleading guilty. I was thinking the same thing. Like I can imagine Jen Shaw from prison in the Anna Delvey suit doing an interview and being like, I only said I was guilty because I could, because I didn't want to have the longer sentence and her sticking to that and also accessorizing some kind of twine she found in prison or something in some kind of way. But, um, I mean, I, this is just like, the whole thing is completely absurd. And it's like, how can you not be entertained by this? Unfortunately, there's people who are actual victims. So I'm glad that they'll have restitution by her pleading guilty. I hope they get all their money back. However, the most entertaining part of this entire thing is how Meredith so strongly declared or reminded everyone that everyone is innocent until proven guilty, which in my mind, I thought, I assumed she was talking about Jen Shaw. And it seemed like she's sticking up for her friend who then just less than a day later pleads guilty. I was dying like I it still makes me giggle thinking about Meredith's face when she found out Jen pled guilty I know and let's pray to the bravo gods that those cameras were were rolling because I know they were in New York they were filming I know they were yes um there was they filming right now I thought they were done filming um, shout out to Faces by Bravo, but he posted a clip um, of some fans catching um, Heather, Jen, and Meredith filming prior to um, her plea. 
So um, we'll see what ends up um, on air. I've also seen headlines that Jen is continuing to film even after her plea. Um, this is alleged, um, you know, don't hold me to this, but. Um, so we're talking season four filming already or just no, like in I, between like, like just in case. So you know how they do time jumps sometimes like um, let's, yeah. let's, let's um, remember back to the time let's um, with Lisa Rinna and Denise, the oof, you're so angry, yeah. you that know, was that was fast forward a couple months yeah. after they ended filming. So I have a feeling that because her trial was scheduled in July, yeah. they had some um, filming planned for that time already. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of feed in. So um, I don't know that Meredith shifting sides. Um, I did not see coming almost like almost as much as Jen Shaw pleading guilty. I mean, that's just it's mind boggling. I, of course I knew Heather was going to be right by her side, as she said, um, last season during all of this, but, um, Wait, we do need, you think, do you think Heather's going to visit Jen in prison? Oh, 100%. I mean, Heather, um, God, Wait, I love with her or but... without cameras. Oh, well, let's hope they allow cameras into the prison because that would be television gold right there. But, yeah. um, you know, so you think she'll still go visit her despite cameras, you know, whether it's a good or bad quality, I do believe that Heather is, is loyal till the end. Um, you know, uh, beyond Jen calling her Shrek and being totally unfair to her, um, in the last two seasons in several ways, Heather has remained her friend and backed her up through everything. I don't feel like that that's going to change. I don't know I'm like the Salt Lake City ladies are just so wild I they're fascinating oh yes I I love Salt Lake City um you know uh, let's hope that maybe Jen Shaw makes a surprise appearance at BravoCon <laughs> I think, think that's a long shot but you know hey it never hurts to um hurts let's to manifest dream. it I mean t- I, there could be maybe a pre- sentence hearing in New York at the same time who knows yep exactly well her sentencing is right around or right after BravoCon I guess in November so who knows maybe she'll be she'll be around the city in yeah, maybe October maybe she needs to go talk to her lawyer in New York yep yeah <gasps> so that was oh that was definitely God. the shocking news of this week um you know she's I'm guessing that her sentence is probably going to be, I would say, at least five years. I think that oh, she- I read over 10. Right. Um, I think that the plea deal is going to reduce her sentencing a little bit. Um, oh. And one count was dropped. Um, so the money oh, laundering, really? um, the money laundering um, count was dropped um, because she only pled guilty to um, conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So I'm thinking that will reduce her sentence, but um, still, I think she's going to be in jail for a very long time. I think so. Wow. So then and also Coach Shaw, I heard, I read today, I think that he is looking at being liable for some of the um, 
the financial part of it, which immediately makes me think of Erica Jane. Exactly. You read my mind. It's like, if he's liable, then definitely Erica is too. Well, Erica, let's, let's be fair. She's already been held liable for a lot of things. She had to, um, you know, give back her $750,000 diamond earrings. I'm sure she's finally give them back. Cause I thought she she was, was, she was ordered to give them back. They're gone. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, as we saw in this week's episode, she did, um, admit to selling a lot of her clothes. You know, I think that she is paying her dues for lack of a better term. Um, but some of them, you know, yeah, you know what she can, but yeah, I mean, the fact that coach Shaw is being held liable is, is sad because I don't know, obviously he hasn't spoken out as much as Erica has on, on Tom's issues, but yeah, I find it hard to believe that he knew what Jen was doing. Or maybe she like somehow rationalized it and made it seem like it wasn't what it really was. Yeah. Cause let's be real. She's convincing like her or not. I she convinced she at least half of America last season that she yep. was innocent. Yeah. Um, so who knows what she's been telling she, coach Shaw. She was very adamant at the reunion and her tagline even said she was innocent. I mean, Oh my gosh. Girl, girl should win an Emmy. This is insane. I can't believe it. So, but going back to Erica, what do you think about her behavior this season? Oh gosh, where do I even begin? So, you know, I, I think I said last time about Noella, RIP, no longer, but I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and Erica. Okay. She's been through a lot. Okay. And so, yes, the girl deserves to have a few drinks and let loose and not be this kind of vicious um, woman that she was last season. Mm-hmm. However, that in no way excuses her behavior these last few weeks mm. with Garcelle and her family and her sons. That was I awful. mean, it, it, there's, there's no excuse for that. What do you think about her? I kind of feel like, well, prior to this week's episode, I was watching and it felt like I was watching like somebody who's never drank before pretend like they're drunk after one drink. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like it doesn't, like, it seems like overly, it's not even good acting. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, I'm not buying it, I guess. I'm like, please, you know, you're on camera and you're like, so she knows what she's doing and she's ordering drinks. So like, I don't know. It seems like she's trying to put on this facade of setting up an excuse for later, like to excuse her behavior for anything she does this season. I see that. So she's kind of like, it's purposeful. Like she's doing this to kind of, yeah. Um, you know, it it could be, I'm not sure she's even thinking about it like that much. I think that she's just trying to set this all behind her and like 
drink away her worries and now she's on antidepressants and those mixing with alcohol is, um, you know, the perfect storm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It definitely is very theatrical. It's extremely over the top. And it does remind me of when I was in high school and, and would drink one drink and pretend like I was drunk. She's definitely giving that vibe, but I mean, she is not faking it. Girl is like, says she's drinking one drink and five drinks later, there she is. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems like she wants to make the cameras. She wants to make sure the cameras know that she is drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Uh, It's um, irritating. Yes. It's odd behavior for sure. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, oh, she's, I don't know. Most people don't like her. I am liking her a little bit more this season or I was, um, but you know, what she said to Garcelle's son and the way that she treated them was completely crossing a line. And I just have to like give praise and like show my admiration for Garcelle. Garcelle is the rising star of this season. Mm -hmm. Not only is she kind of almost running the show with Sutton, but she is truly the way she handled that with Erica last week was so poised and so mm-hmm. mature. She could have used that and maybe she will, but as a storyline for the rest of the season, it could be Garcelle versus Erica for the way Erica treated her sons. However, well, didn't uh, Erica throw out her book after filming? You're right. You're so- right. I so think it is. that might be what happens. You know, I appreciate it. You know, Erica owned it last episode um, at Sutton's luncheon. You know, she apologized. Um, Garcelle seemed to accept the apology, but no, you're right. You know, now that I'm, now that you're reminding me, this feud is not over. It almost yeah. seems like it's just beginning. Yeah, it might be. Some, I hope something else happens. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, let's see. I think um, this season is 22 episodes and what we're on episode eight or nine. We've got a long way to go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. To be honest, Beverly Hills is like the least interesting to look at out of all Bravo shows for me right now. I find it extremely boring. Like I watch it anyways, but I'm just like, I don't find, I don't have joy when I watch it. You know, I feel it's you different. this season, it start, it has started out very dark with the, um, the crystal of it all, you know, the, yeah. the racist remarks, um, from Sutton, the, uh, did she say this? She didn't say this. Um, she said something, but I won't say what it was like. It was definitely like annoying me <laughs> more than bringing me joy. Like it usually does, yeah, but yeah. As the season goes on, uh, it's giving me more life. Um, and we see Kathy come next yeah. week. Um, so that's going to bring a new kind of um, vibe to the group. Um, I'm loving Cherie, Garcelle's friend, um, mm-hmm. what she's adding. You know, it's yeah. it's only a little bit so far, but I feel like she's kind of being a little bit of a voice of reason and her kind of chiming in and telling Kyle that she needs to be neutral yeah. A hundred percent right. Kyle is, is 
is really rubbing me the wrong way this season, the way she's just kind of inserting herself into things that really have nothing to do with her. Yeah. And there's other, I mean, behind the scenes, you know, on Twitter and on Instagram, people are really going in on Kyle this season. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm glad that there's a lot of episodes still left to be shown. So I'll cross my fingers and hope that it gets better. But uh, what, how are your feelings on Southern charm so far? Oh, I am loving Southern charm as per usual. I mean, it just brings me like, I feel like the cast is so everybody serves a purpose on the show. You know, Catherine is the hot mess that we like love to see. Like we're always rooting for her. You know, she's been through so much. Yeah. Craig and Austin, the roller coaster that is their friendship. I mean, it's, you know, we think that housewives feuds are bad. I mean, Craig and Austin give us more than, more than some others. You're Um, right about that. And the fact that Naomi's back, I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the fact that we get to see um, Paige DeZorbo, my icon, make appearances with Craig. It just chef's kiss. What do you think? Um, Well, last night I saw somebody post that they like reposted Paige's story and Paige and Craig were at the track and because Paige is originally from my where I live like I think her I think she her parents probably live like within two miles from me so oh wow I saw them at the track and I was like oh my god this make this makes so much sense the track just opened yesterday it was opening day they got like bottle service and everything of course and I was like duh I didn't even think about going in the track on opening day this year but I do. I, anytime there's like a Bravo lab nearby physically, I get excited because I live like near the Berkshires. Like nobody, (laughs) Vicky's right. Nobody's out here, you know, like there's nothing to do. So when there's like a little bit of like, you know, Bravo action, I get excited over that. Other, for sure. uh, Other than that though, I, um, I don't know this season. I just like watching Madison. I think I'm not really loving any, anyone really. I do like watching um, Austin and Craig kind of going through this breakup, but I don't, everyone likes Craig. And I've always, I used to root for him. I think we talked about this before. Um, I used to root for him hard. I loved the, you know, what's wrong with my sewing. I was like, yeah, what is wrong with this sewing? And like, and now he's got his sewing business. So like, I love that about him, but then he does stuff like this, or what did he do last week? Last week, he showed Austin, um, the Madison going live, right. And showing him like, he's like smiling about it. That bothers me. Cause he's like, that's supposed to be your friend. And you're like, get it, getting joy out of showing him something, you know, that's going going to emotionally trigger him. And then on top of that, then he's, then they're golfing and Austin's talking about, you know, trying to go out on a date with a girl and Craig is coaching him on how to speak to her and why he should not use punctuation 
and why he should not say hey or or whatever like hey with three wives yeah it was like so manipulative manipulative oh my god i can't even talk um it it bothered me i was triggered by that i don't know um i feel differently i'm i'm a hundred percent craig over austin any day yeah and i don't know i'm a craig stan i love watching his like you know, started from the bottom. Now he's here. Yeah. Story like, you know, the fact that he has built this business and is now probably the most successful person on that show, I think rubs Austin and Shep the wrong way. Um, and, and they're coming after him, but, but Craig can stand his ground. And I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm all about that. I think that he was helping Austin. It may have come off like a little bit cocky and like and manipulative like you said but um I don't know I can't help but love Austin um what do you Austin? think of, or Craig no oh my gosh. I, I okay. and I love their relationship I I really do I think that um you know they give us they give us the ups and the downs and the drama that that we need um I don't know I just love it what do you think about Shep and Taylor's storyline I just like I roll so hard because how old is Shep again? Uh, nearing 50, I'm sure. Right. He's like, I, th- I thought he was in his fifties because Whitney is 54. He looks good for 54. I have to say. I'm so creeped out by Whitney. I know he started the show and everything, but that's, what's even more creepy about it is that like Catherine was like the star and he and she was like a teenager and he was sleeping with her and Pat knew about it and would like she was sleeping over their house and then what Pat did with and the whole Thomas thing like it's just I like I don't even know I just can't get over that and I try to watch and like not think about that but I just think about that all the time so it's oh hard. my God. See, I see everything through a different lens than you. I am obsessed with Patricia. I want to be her. I want to live in her house. I will be her butler. Like, <laughs> please hire me. I love Patricia. And I like Whitney. I like what he brings to the show. Like, you know, he's not really a full-time cast member, but you know, him being her butler this season is truly like, like the best choice they could have made. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, let's be real. Season one, who didn't Catherine sleep with? I, you know, I don't, Whitney isn't like the odd man out that was, you know, hooking up That's with Catherine. Funny. She hooked up with Craig. She hooked up with Shep. I mean, let's, let's be real. So I don't know, but. The whole table, three people whole, out of the table. Exactly. And then we have Thomas. Um, so that brings us to Catherine. She is unhinged this season as per usual um what do you think about her this season I don't know what is going on with her and Caleb like we just right out the gate they're like oh this is my boyfriend Caleb and we're living together and we're fighting and he just moved out like what we barely got to know Caleb and already they're breaking up and we know it happened so fast yeah yeah it's just like odd. I don't know. I, I wish that we could see more of them when they were happy, because I think that 
I like that side of Catherine when she is in a good place. And it's nice to see that from her, especially given her history and everything. And so to see them during a breakup, it's just like not very appealing. Not fun. 100%. It happened way earlier in the season than I imagined. I'm wondering if they're maybe going to get back together um, because I wouldn't think that they would make uh, Caleb a full-time cast member if she breaks up with him in episode three. So, you know, yeah. I think is he a he's full-time? Gonna, he's full-time? He, yes. He, I mean, he has confessionals. He was in the cast photo. Um, so, you know, I think he remains a big part of the show, whether that be with Catherine um, or, or without, I don't know, but, you know, we'll see. I absolutely love Caleb. And I think that if he does stick around, I hope we do get to see him more because I thought he, like in the first episode before they really started, I mean, I think they fought in the first episode, but what we did see about him, I thought he was so sweet. And I really, really love his relationship that his mother has with him and with Catherine. I really like I already knew that they were broken up before the show started, but I was just like, oh, I really like Caleb. And I, I agree. I really like him. Like right off the bat, he just like has this good energy to him. And I feel like he balances Catherine out. Like he seems very like level-headed and like able to like kind of make smart decisions and maybe like guide Catherine in the right direction, which I think that she needs, you know, she's a little bit all over the place, like a little bit, like I said, unhinged, like kind of chaotic. Um, And he kind of like levels her out and like makes her like, you know, at the end of the day, I think a better human. So her like letting go of him, I feel like it's, it's the wrong move. I don't think it's going to um, pan out well for her, but I do want her to be happy at the end of the day. Um, She's been through a lot. So, but well, I I don't know. Maybe it's not so much that they're not good for each other, but maybe the timing is not right. Like she is a lot. And like, she said flat out, I'm looking for like a partner, which good for her for saying what she wants and knowing what she wants. And I think he like wants to give that to her, but he's, it's also like a lot to take on. Like not only is she, does she have two children, um, which is not, you know, to say she has anything negative going against her. It's a bonus, um, especially coming from a single former single, single mom myself, but um, I do think with with the added complexity of custody and Thomas and then like the show, it's and then her history in the town, like that's also a lot to take on. I mean, it's I can't imagine it's easy to date Catherine Dennis is all I'm saying. Oh, most definitely not. Um, but I feel like when you get into that kind of like what I think about Taylor and Shep, like you should know what you're getting into. They have a reputation that is very well known and very apparent, like you said, to not only just the town of Charleston, but Mm -hmm. the whole world. Like they've been on a show for eight seasons. You pretty much know them by now. So he should know what he was getting himself into. Um, However, I think that even Catherine can 
like go beyond expectations. Like he, he kind of knew what he was getting himself into, but then Catherine seems to be even go way far beyond that um, in, in many cases. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just, it's, it's too much, um, you know, when you're actually in it doing it. Yeah. I mean, her birthday was a good example of how like belligerent she can be. And I'm not like trying to dog on Catherine because I do root for her all the time, but like she was belligerent. She was like, out of nowhere, just like kind of flipped and was like, I want to leave. And then like went inside or like, she like, he was like trying to come for her and he's like, no, come on. And she was just like, no. And then like went inside, but then started like smiling and interacting in a like normal way again with other people, but then snapped again with Naomi. It's like, this is too much. You petty little bitch. (laughs) That will forever like live in my mind. I I love that line. Just really. Yep. It's really like, I, I don't even know how she did that with her wrist. It was very impressive. It was Taylor Armstrong. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that party was like everything about it, um, was just chaotic in the best way. And then we have Madison show up at the very end. I think she had 11 seconds of airtime and completely just like stole the show. Oh my I, gosh, yeah, so love But it. I do love how, you know, I do think, yes, you know, Austin watching her engagement on Amazon Live was I'm sure triggering for, for him, but they do seem to be moving past it in like, mm-hmm. you know, a good way. You know, he seems, you know, he might be upset, but he's acting happy for her. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, just kind of really not giving him the time of day. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. I'm happy for her. Yeah, I'm happy for her for sure. I think, I mean, we still have a long or the rest of the season. So I'm, I'm going to stay tuned, obviously. I know you have to. I mean, even, even if it's not your favorite, it's yeah. like you're going to have FOMO if you don't watch. I always have FOMO, but I'm not going to have FOMO this year at BravoCon because we are going and I'm super excited. Thank you so much, Kim, for being here. Make sure you all go check out Bravo Breaking News on Instagram. I'll have all links in the show description. Thank Thanks so much, Jenny, for having me. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you guys next time. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, and leave a review. We are releasing one episode weekly for season three. Anyone who leaves a review and sends a screenshot to bravoandblaze at gmail.com before the season finale will be entered into a giveaway where the winner will be announced on the finale episode. One winner will receive some Bravo and Blaze merch. And along with a special shout out and a smoke sesh with yours truly. So... Stay lit, fam. 